Hello, listeners. I'm gonna eat crow for a second. How sweet it is. Lakers lost in the first round. First time we've done that since 2006 to the Phoenix Suns. LeBron's first first round loss in his career. Mm. All right, all right, all right. So I'm gonna get some real music going because I was gonna let you celebrate. It's only right. We last year on the pandemic P episode, I played that and talked for like a whole two minutes in the intro about how much they suck and all that. It's only fair. The Lakers lost. Clippers advanced. I need some Drake though. I need something to get me going hey, personally. Need that what like a book? Yeah. Trying to provide for me. <laughs> I need something to get me going. Today. <laughs> I'm gonna let this play and we'll get into the business. Find me somewhere out in London. You know that's the hideaway. I need some head and some more support from you right away. Since I've been making donations to you like you night away. No, I do. Stories you told me about him, I can see that it's night and day. You told me the truth. Walking from here to my bedroom and feel like it's miles away. It's too many roads. And I'm still hard, buddy. I don't feel nobody. Welcome to episode 86 of the Blake Mayfield Podcast. I am your host, Blake Mayfield, and I am here today with good friend and professional Lakers hater Alec White. Al, how you feeling? I'm feeling great. It's been a, it's these, been a great week. These are always your favorite podcasts. To oh, come yeah. in here just just shit on whatever team I enjoy. It's okay though. <laughs> it's okay. We everyone does it to each other. It's okay. Um, I want to give a special shout out to the SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Overcast listeners. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, downloading, streaming wherever you are, however you're doing it. I appreciate it very much. Also, I finally got in some new podcast hats. So if you guys have been hitting me up waiting, I will get them out to you ASAP. And if you'd like one, just let me know. Uh, Blake Mayfield 23 is my Instagram handle. And then on Facebook, just hit me up. My name is Blake Mayfield on there. And I'll be sure to get one out to you ASAP through the mail. We'll figure it out. We'll do that. Uh, real quick, did you know that's a white boy summer? Interesting. It's a white boy summer. It's not a hot girl summer. The girls are trying to claim the third summer in a row, and I'm not going to let it happen. Last summer didn't really count because, you know, COVID and all that bullshit. But, no, nah, man, it's, it's a white boy summer. I like dad bod summer. That's my thing. Can it be white boy and dad bod summer? I'm fitting right in. If it I'm is. fitting right in. Yeah. Yeah, I got dad bod for sure. You know what's sad? I, I saw my first stretch mark the other day. Yeah, it's not, yeah. A, it's not a fun time. No, right around the hip area too. I'm like, yeah. no, yeah. no. I got to start playing basketball more or something. I, I don't I don't like that. I'm cool with the dad bod. I'm cool with having the man yeah. tits, whatever. Yeah, like, I, I embrace myself, okay? When I start seeing stretch marks... Like, you know, too much bread, too much meat. It's like, okay, we got to we gotta pull this back a little bit. But, yes, it is a white boy summer, so I'm celebrating a white boy summer. I probably just named the episode that, to be honest. Uh, Tom Hanks' son, Chet, Chet Hanks, said that it's, it's a white boy summer, and then everyone killed him for it. All the ladies did. Mm. And, ladies, it could still be a hot girl summer, but it's also a white boy summer. You're going to have to share the summer with us. Yeah. Yeah. Can't take all the sunlight. Yeah, come on. Seriously. Yeah. I mean, we're white. We need the sunlight. So, anyways, without further ado, let's get into it. So, Let's get right to the business. I, I don't like being around the bush in life. I don't like small talking with people. I don't like that bullshit. The Lakers lost to the Phoenix Suns in six games in the first round of the Western Conference playoffs last week. And I think game six was last Thursday. So I've had a few days to kind of sit with the loss and just kind of think about the future, kind of like how LeBron and everyone is right now. Al, last year when the Clippers lost, you gave me 20 minutes. <laughs> I'm going to give you a 20 20 whole minutes. I won't say a word. I, I will sit back minutes. here. <laughs> I, I am just going to hang out. I'll let you celebrate. How do you feel? Uh, I feel great. I mean, the I didn't give the Suns a chance, honestly. I didn't think that they were going to win more than two games. Um, but I didn't realize how good the Suns were. Chris Paul is, I mean, he's transformed that team. And then, as the great Drake would say, wet like a book. Absolutely. Um, and then, he I said mean, that? In a song, yeah. Really? Yeah. Wet like I'm book? Yeah. You ever heard that? Was that sicko mode? Wet oh, okay, like yeah, I'm yeah. Book. Okay, that was Travis Scott. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, okay. I anyway, got it, I got it mixed up. Drake was wearing a D-Book jersey at a concert in Arizona. That's where I oh, okay. always get that from. Gotcha. Um, But, shit, where was I going with that? <laughs> oh, um, I mean, got, but you got guys like Jay Crowder playing really good. I mean, they're they're a tough out, and I, I, I mean, I think they're going to come out of the West, in my opinion. Um. And as far as the Lakers go, I mean, you LeBron is sitting and wallowing up and down the court, walking up and down the court in an eight-point game with two minutes left. He handpicks that team every fucking year. 
He handpicks who he wants. He traded for Anthony Davis. When you trade for Anthony Davis, <laughs> you trade for his injuries. He's a seven-footer. That's why the game's drifting away from him, because they get hurt. It's just what happens. You can't ask a seven-foot, 280-pound human being to run up and down the court for 40 minutes. It's just not going to happen. Um, and as, as far as their future goes, you know, we talk about teams being in no-man's land, and I think they're kind of in no-man's land, in my opinion. They have Anthony and LeBron are taking up 80% of the cap space. You can't get a third star. You, you don't have enough room. You don't have enough assets to acquire a third star. What's what's the game plan here? I mean, they they looked pathetic in that in that series. After they went down three to two, that last game was pathetic. Um, game five was bad. Game five was really was bad. worse. Probably really bad. Yeah. And then game six, they just like like you said when we were at breakfast, they, LeBron just wanted to go home. He just wanted to go watch Space Jam, eat his fucking popcorn. Um, go watch Space Jam. But I mean, <laughs> what's what's the future? Can I tell you? Tell me. I was going to save this for later. We're trading Anthony Davis for Damian Lillard. That's not happening. We should do that. Do you think the Blazers would actually accept that? Fuck no. Yeah, yeah. Fuck if we no. if we put a THT in there, if we put... The, we got to have some draft picks somewhere that isn't a swap or that yeah, we can... Yeah, in like 2031. <laughs> going to be pulling the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> right. I think we should. Um, I took this from Bill Simmons. I like giving credit. I don't like people just talking and not giving credit where it's due. Bill Simmons had the idea. He said he don't think it's going to happen. I think it's a great fucking idea. I don't. I just Go don't. Ahead. I don't think Dame wants that. I don't. I think he wants out of Portland, but I don't think he wants to go and play with LeBron. I think Dame loves LeBron. I think Dame's in Space Jam too. I think that he had a really fun time around LeBron doing Space Jam too. Here's the thing. Next season, LeBron's going to be 37 years old. Yes. He was hurt a lot of this year. His play went down a lot as the miles of war- went on his legs towards the freak, end of the year. Freak injury, though. I said I wasn't going to interrupt. I'm sorry. It was a freak. Come on. Freak injury. A dude happened. fucking rolled up on his. Hey, I mean, if, if how many times does that happen to a player in the season? If we're going to shit on Bagley for his freak injuries. What'd Bagley do? Oh, all yeah, his, he, all his he injuries like, have been freak injuries. Okay, all right. Well, I just never see him. Um, but, but he's going to be fair. 37 years old. His play has steeply declined. It has. I don't think anyone wants to go play with that. You you kind of had one more shot, and I think them going out and getting Dennis Schroeder and getting Montrez Harrell, who, by the way, played terrible in that series. But again, it goes to LeBron handpicks his teammates. He handpicked those two. Dennis Schroeder, inconsistent. Montrez Harrell has had, what, two or three good years? Non-existent. Yeah, and he was nowhere to be found in the playoffs. And then Dennis Schroeder would either score 25 or two. So where they go from here, I don't really know. And I'm letting, I'm letting you go. No, I'm letting that, you go. That's, that's your that's, cue. That's it? You that's give it? your opinion, yeah. All right. Well, like I said, I think we should go get Damian Lillard with Anthony Davis. He is more of a trade asset than LeBron is. And AD is still young enough to where if he does something different, if he does more Pilates, if he does more hot yoga, I mean, he's got to do something different because all these knick-knack injuries are starting to pile up. Um, yeah, dude, LeBron's 37, steep decline. And I agree with you. The lack of effort was really tough to watch. It and was disgusting. It's tough to defend as well because yeah. you're right. He handpicks the team. He I don't know if he handpicked Frank Vogel. It worked out the first year. Yeah. And I'll, and I'll get to the first year that the Lakers were all together here in a minute. But I just want to hit on what just happened. Schroeder, terrible. He's not a real Laker, like Magic said. You know, I mean, he's not. He doesn't care. He, I mean, he came in there. I could see this coming even six months ago when he got signed first and. I think it was the first free agent signing they had, and he was like, I'm going to run the point for the Lakers. And it's like, you realize the guy over there that's like a top four player ever is like yeah. the point guard. But, you know, whatever. Montrez Harrell, I don't know what happened there. I mean, he came up from the basement. It was a deep and dark basement, cobwebs everywhere, fucking old rusty chair. It was haunted. It was really it was really weird. He comes up from the basement, and he's a shell of what he was. I don't know if it's health. I don't know if he was tired. I don't know if it's, you know, I, I know his grandma in the bubble last year passed. I don't know if it's just, like, personal matters or something with him. I don't my, know what's going on. My thing with him is I think that he was most effective when he had Lou Will. When he's coming off the Lakers bench, who's he playing with? Caruso? I mean, I mean who's he running pick and rolls with? Right. Kuzma? Right. Because he's best when you use him in the pick and roll. And Lou Will is a nasty pick and roll threat. (laughs) Lou Will. Trying to guard Lou Will and trying to guard Caruso is two completely different worlds. Do you think Lou Will likes ranch or blue cheese with the wings? Lemon pepper. (laughs) Lemon pepper ranch? No, he gets that lemon pepper sauce to dip him in. You gotta gotta have dressing. No, he gets them dry and then gets the lemon pepper sauce to dip him in. Oh, God. 
Ugh, that's so gross. Anyway, <laughs> Montrez Harold, man. I don't know what's going on, but we gave him a lot of money. Yeah. And it's like, for what? You know what I mean? I think he has two or three years left on his deal. But anyway, let's get to the meat and potatoes. LeBron and Anthony Davis. We didn't even talk about Kyle Kuzma. I don't want to talk about Kyle Kuzma. There's no reason to talk about Kyle. I mean, is he still fucking Winnie? Is that still a thing? Because if I was Winnie, I wouldn't be fucking him. He's the eighth best Laker. <laughs> on I mean, a good day. Yeah. Like, I'd rather go with AD, if anybody. I'd rather go with Schroeder. Schroeder's got confidence. Yeah. That's one thing Schroeder do have is, is confidence. Uh, the Lakers, it seemed like a lot of them were not trying in the final two games. It seemed like, and I don't know what was up with AD starting the first two or three minutes of game six. I don't know if it's because everyone was making fun of him. Charles Barkley called him Anthony Street Clothes Davis. I mean, I don't know what it I mean, which is hilarious. I don't know what it was. Um, and, and I don't want to go through this whole thing without giving Phoenix some credit. I'm just, I'm a Laker yeah. fan. I'm getting my Lakers shit out of the way. Because yeah. Phoenix does deserve a lot of credit, especially yep. Chris Paul. Um, but the Lakers, look, let's be honest. 2018-19, the worst year I've ever had being a Laker fan. Expectations were high. We fell way short. LeBron got hurt that year. Um, that wasn't so much of a freak injury as it was just, I think, an age injury. I mean, luckily yeah. last year he didn't get hurt. I don't know if he got his Miami uh, injections, his body serum, uh, a.k.a. his steroids. I don't know if he got the right dietitians. I, I don't know what happened that changed. Um, I don't know if the NBA gave him. I, what really helped was the pandemic. Yeah, he got a break. Yeah, he got a four-month break, and he was able to come back and play his ass off for two months, two and a half months in the bubble. Um Anthony Davis, I don't know what's going on there. I think same thing with the break. I mean, we have to take that into consideration. Without that break, do the Lakers really go the distance? I don't know. As far as LeBron's injury this year, it was a freak injury. A guy rolling up on you like that for a loose ball on in the middle of the second quarter in March. I mean, how many times does that happen just in general in the NBA? Probably more than we think, but not the superstars. I can't remember the last time Luka or, you know, Donovan Mitchell or someone had someone just roll up on their ankle like that. And I mean that was that was a nasty sprain. Seeing that replay, I mean that was a nasty sprain. LeBron didn't see that coming um so that injury is kind of it's a freak thing it wasn't like LeBron was just driving to the hoop one day and his hand pulled or yeah. you know what I mean like he just started coming limping up like Chris Paul or James Harden or something um but LeBron's gonna be 37 he's with the Lakers until 2023 we have two more years of this he signed I think a one-year extension last year because he was there for four years he's going to the fourth year this next year the Lakers have already done it with LeBron and Anthony Davis as far as I'm concerned I'm good everyone's making such a big deal about the Lakers and whatnot. They were hurt. Do I think they're going to go back to the finals next year, go back to the finals? No, I don't. I don't think so at all. I think that they're getting surpassed right now by Utah, by Phoenix, by the Clippers. You know? I mean, Luka's still on his way. Luka's still coming. If they can get someone besides pandemic Porzingis to get in there, I mean, Jesus Christ. Uh, I think someone called him uh, pandemic uh, uh, Zingus Dingus or something like that. Dude, could you imagine if they got Dame, him and Luka? That would be nasty. Dude, unguardable. Who are they going to trade, though? Not Porzingis. They got, they got picks, though. They do have picks. They do have picks. And I'll get to Dame Lillard in a second and how he fits in this fold. But, yeah, man, I, I don't know where the Lakers really go from here. I think maybe if next year goes bad, they get a coaching change. But it's like, are we going to do a coaching change two years after this guy won a title for us? After it was LeBron's guy and he has one year left. And basically what I'm trying to say is... We got our first title in 10 years, in 2020, since 2010. Kobe's last title against the Celtics. It might be another 10 years before we see one again. Because it's going to be a deep, dark hole. Just oh, yeah. like it was when we were drafting fucking Brandon Ingram and D'Angelo Snitch Russell. And Nick Young was fucking throwing up the threes as he turned around and missed jumpers. I mean, it was bad. I mean, Lou Will was on the fucking team. It was just, it was really bad for a few years there. You know, draft Lonzo over JT, which is just, oh my God. And over... Mitchell, and over Fox. And over, I'm sure, someone else. Yeah. yeah. That's Those it. are just the three main guys. Bam out of bio. So, point being, you're right. They have no cap room. Lakers are in trouble, but, I mean, how much trouble are they really in? I mean, what do we really expect? Did, did we think LeBron was going to come to L.A. and win three or four titles? Because I didn't. I thought he would win one title. He played in Cleveland 11 seasons, guys. He won one title. They won in Miami twice because partly Ray Allen, but also because they just had a better team than everybody else outside of San Antonio. I mean, was Paul George's Indiana Pacers really going to beat the Heat in six or seven games? That was never going to fucking happen. Yeah. You know? I mean, who in the West was going to beat them? I mean, people thought the Lakers that one year that we had Dwight and Steve Nash and everything, you know, they were going to beat them. And then that year ended with Kobe tearing his Achilles. Yeah. So. Well, here's here's my thing. You look at the Western Conference, they are not as good as the Jazz. This is assuming that they semi-run it back. 
and LeBron picks his teammates. It's this is assuming it's him and Anthony Davis as the two main pieces coming back. They're not as good as Utah or Phoenix. Who is the three seed? Denver. They're not as good as Denver with Murray coming back. They're not as good as the Clippers. They're not as good as the Mavs. Mm, I don't know about that. The Mavs? I would take us over the Mavs. I just saw the Mavs choke away a fucking. I take us over Dallas. We'll say I'll six or seven. Six or seven games. Sure. Okay. Sure. We're beating the Mavs in the playoffs, so that's happening. But then you have teams like Memphis, who's up and coming, who just got their first playoff experience. You have Klay Thompson hopefully coming back because I really don't want to see him get hurt again. That's fair. Steph Curry just had arguably, I mean, I guess it wouldn't be his best season, but his second, second best, best season. second best season of his career. Um, I mean, you get Klay coming back. Wiseman will be healthy. Wiggins played unreal this year. Draymond, you know, doing Draymond things. Going on um, TNT. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and then you got New Orleans, who's up and coming. I mean, the West yeah. is just loaded with a lot of young talent, and I just don't think the Lakers have enough to keep up with the young talent. LeBron told us that these shoulders weren't built for nothing after Game Four. LeBron James is by far the biggest diva in NBA history. Hundred percent. It's very, very tough to keep defending and watching a guy who, like you said, handpicks the teammates. Does all this stuff. Do I think he gets too much hate? Yes. Do I think he deserves to be the most hated player in the league? No, because he has the accomplishments to back it up. He's hated because he has the accomplishments and because of what he does off the court, which I'm not going to get into today. That but, I think he's just the biggest player in this social media world that's now what we're living in. Because in Kobe's career, like, you know, social media was kind of a thing, more so towards the end of his career. Right. And then obviously everyone before him, social media wasn't a thing. So right. LeBron's kind of that first player who everyone can shit on on a national stage. Every and I, I think that plays into it. 100%. Yeah. Absolutely it does. And, look, he's got Space Jam 2 coming out. I really think that he was just – he was banged up. I don't think LeBron was fully healthy. I mean, he even said on the shop or whatever it was, you know, I'll never be 100% again. He said whatever he said. He was banged up. So was AD. So, look, the Lakers were hurt. It was a shortened year. It was another weird year. They didn't get the four-month break. I'm not putting too much stock into this. I do think that they should go get Damian Lillard with Anthony Davis, though. Dame's 31. Dame may have had his best season. I mean, the Blazers peaked in 2019 when they made the conference finals and lost and got swept by the Warriors, which didn't seem like a sweep. It seemed like they should have won at least one or two of those games. But Mm -hmm. they got swept by the KD-less Warriors. That was their peak season. For the last five years, they've gotten bounced or swept in the first round. They got swept by AD's Pelicans of, what, 2018, 2017? I mean, that was a wild series. I think Cousins was on team too. But I I don't know, man. I just – Lakers, they got to make a move. If we're going to run it back, it's not going to go well. It's yeah. not going to go well at all. They're not going to win another finals with LeBron there. That's just where I'm at with it. Um, that's basically all I have. But I do want to give credit to the Phoenix Suns now. I mean, Chris Paul has really been a huge difference maker. Yeah. I think a lot of this stuff happened for the Suns back in the bubble. They went 8-0, mm-hmm. and something clicked. with. I'm going to assume Booker at Aiton. Wasn't Monty Williams the coach Monty, last year? Yeah. So something happened in the bubble to where it was going to carry over. Chris Paul, super underrated pickup. Didn't they trade for him? They had yeah, trade traded for him. For okay, because he's making like $45 million a year. But granted, this could be Chris Paul's first finals appearance this year. And we'll get to the playoff picks and stuff later on, but I think there's a really good chance that happens. And I kind of want to see Suns Jazz. Remember, I was texting you, I think, the yeah. day after the Lakers lost or something, and I was like, I don't know, playoffs without LeBron kind of sucks. You need the biggest star in the game to be in the playoffs. It's it's like the NFL playoffs without Brady or Rodgers. It's like, really? There's no Brady? Like, there's no one to, like, go against, kind of? You know what I mean? It's just, it kind of sucks. But To it's, me, it's there's a power shift going on, and it's shifting towards the younger players, and I think it's really exciting, and it's something different. Because the last 10 years, it's LeBron's been in the finals every year. Yeah. And what has it been? Curry has been in the finals what is it? Five years in a row. Yeah. Yeah. So it's different and it's exciting. And I think it's something that was needed because if you just kept having LeBron and Steph in the finals every single year, I, I was going to stop watching just because that's why would I keep watching that? Right. I've seen it five other times. Why do I need to see it a sixth time? <laughs> you got to admit, though, that Laker Warrior playing game was really good. That was a really good game. That was a great game. Yeah. Absolutely. One of the best games I've watched. LeBron saw three rooms. <laughs> I do want to give credit to the Suns, though. Something happened in that bubble. I never realized Drake was shouting out Devin Booker on that Sicko Mode song. I didn't know that. I didn't know what wet like I'm book meant, which kind of sounds gross, but, you know, whatever. Uh, he did say he was shooting shots or something like that. I thought he said Steph instead of Sheck, so like Sheck oh, I West. So, I, I anyway, I, I get the reference now. I get the reference. Uh, I'll hear that differently going forward, but... Yeah, no, credit to the Suns. I mean, I'm not really here to give too much because you guys did beat us, but you guys look good and super young team. They have cap room, I think, still. Why does DeAndre Ayton look 40? 
I don't know. He looks very fucking old. It's only in his third year. I know. He, I mean, with the beard and the dark eye, he looks old, man. And I think it's funny that he was the first overall pick in that class, but up to now, no one has shit on them for not taking Luka. Yeah. But, man, the Kings have caught all of it. Well, because you guys took Sam Bowie, basically. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not like Aiton's been out like outrageously good. Yeah, it's not like Aiton's Akeem. And you could yeah. just, where the Rockets took Akeem first in that draft, and it's like, it's Akeem. It's Cause, I mean, DeAndre Aiton. Him and Bagley were one and two. Then Trey Young, and then Luka Doncic, Shea Gildas Alexander, Jaron Jackson Jr. I mean, that's, there's some good players after those two. So, Trey, Trey did go ahead of Luka. So, it was, what was it? Trey went third, and Luka went fifth, but it was like a, yeah. it was like a, tr- a draft day trade or whatever. I don't know. The NBA trades on draft day are really weird. They're hard, yeah. to, hard to understand. And ironically enough, that worked out for both teams really well. It, yeah, it did. Because like you that said, been it's, it's Trey's coming out party right now. It is. And we'll get to him in a little bit. But I want to see this, man. What? Who was the – yeah, Luka for Trey Young was a really odd thing. But good move for the Mavericks, man. Because the better player is Luka Doncic. Yeah. Um. I can't get the draft order, and it's not important right now. Look, Lakers, man, I'm not saying tear it down. You still have LeBron. He's not the best player in the league anymore. He's a top five player, though. As long as he's healthy, he's top five. Because, like I was saying to you, it's like Peyton Manning in Denver. Does he have the arm talent he had in Indy? No. LeBron's not going to be Cleveland or Miami LeBron, but he has the mind. He has mm-hmm. the brain. The brain doesn't go. The body can slip, but the brain won't slip. Um, so I, I, you still have that there, but Anthony Davis, you got to do some high yoga or some Pilates or work with bands, get different trainers, start going vegan. You got to do something because these knickknack injuries are piling up. You're 27 years old. Um, and I just, I don't get it, man. I don't know if it's cause he's tall and skinny. I don't know if it's cause he has to body around with Embiid and, and yoke kick and all these guys who MVP. won, who won MVP yesterday. Yeah. I, what I didn't realize is that Kobe put him up to that in 2019. Kobe said, uh, Nikola Jokic, I want you to, I like calling him Jokic. Uh, you, you need to win the MVP award, and two years later he did it. And I was like, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Good for Nikola Jokic. Um, but as far as the Lakers go, man, it is what it is. I'm, I'm eating crow. I'll take the loss. It is what it is. And, yeah, dude, I think we should trade Anthony Davis, Taylor Horton Tucker, Kuz, and a draft pick 10 years from now for Damian Lillard. Because I think it's going to take all that, and, and we should get we should get a draft pick from the Blazers. Get, get a second rounder in 2024 or some bullshit You're after this is all over. You're smoking they're accepting that. I don't think so. Anthony Davis is still one of the best players in the league when he's healthy. Just because he was hurt and how we didn't oft- see him. How often is he healthy, though? It's like a Porzingis. How often are they healthy? He was healthy all of last season when they won the title. I know they had the break. Everyone had the break. He if was healthy at, the entire season. If you look at his career, he's hurt just about every single season. He He's, misses about twenty games every year. That's fair. I would I wouldn't take that on to trade Dame because some another team is going to give you a better package for Damian Lillard. Yeah, I don't know who it is, but you will get a better package from somebody else. Who's a better superstar in the NBA besides AD that's going to get traded to Portland? Phoenix isn't I mean, trading I'd have to Book. Sit and think about it. But Utah I'm not isn't sure. trading Mitchell. The Knicks aren't trading Julius Randle. The mm-hmm. Hawks aren't trading trade. Mm-hmm. No, they're not trading Julius Randle. They might. If I'm getting Dame, why would they? Why wouldn't they? Because Julius Randle's 26 and just led him to the playoffs for the first time since the mellow days. Yeah, and how do you go? How do you do in the playoffs? He didn't look good. No, I didn't watch a single second of that series. I have other shit going on. But, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, got, I got better shit to do than watch the Knicks Hawks. But anyway, I, I'm off the Lakers, man. I'm, I'm done talking about this shit. We're 24 minutes in, so it is what it is. Lakers, it was disappointing. Run it back. You're probably not going to get Dame Lillard. That's what I would do. I'd at least reach out and just see. I think both teams say no. I'm with you. I don't think that's going to go through, but. I would put AD up to the task. I'm not trading LeBron. That's not going to happen. No, LeBron's yeah, still not. the certified, bona fide leader of the team. And AD's a great number two, man. Him and CJ might do something in Portland. They, they might go to the second round of the playoffs. That'd be wonderful. Um, but otherwise, yeah. Uh, let's move on. So let's go to the other LA team. The LA Clippers. They bounced Luka and the Mavs for the second straight year. It looked really bad for the Mavs. They were up 2-0. They up 19 points in Game 3. And they lost a series up three to two after going to LA and didn't Porzingis or someone or no Luke had forty two points and fourteen assists. I mean he yeah. was what they had thirty seven field goals they scored on and he was a part of thirty one of them. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Um, I'll let you go ahead again. Clippers, Mavs. What do you think? I don't know how the Clippers scraped by. I thought the Mavs are getting ready to bounce them when they went up three two. Um, and I mean going forward for the Mavs, you got to give Luca some help. Because Porzingis is not – did you see what that thing that came out that said he felt like he was a afterthought more than a co-star? 
Because he is. Exactly. He he's never healthy. You're never healthy, dude. Yeah, and yeah. when you are healthy, you're seven foot two, and all you do is sit behind the three point line. And you average seven and two. Yeah. Um, and for the Clippers, who are they playing? They're playing uh, Utah right now. Yes, Utah. Um, I just think I I mean I watched the game last night. They already look exhausted. And I I think I think Utah's going to take it to them this series. How many games? Five. <laughs> I got five, too. I think Clippers are toast. They're burnt toast. And now is where I have fun. So, the Clippers, man. You guys won the first round. Good for you. Luca. I don't know what happened, man. I thought that you had him on their heels. You were screaming, he's too fucking little at Pat Bev. I loved every second of it. I hate the Clippers. Not because they're the Crosstown team. I have no reason to hate them because they're the Crosstown team. Their little brothers are in the basement. And trust me, in about a week or two, when we come back and the Clippers have lost... I mean, you thought I went in last year. I know the Lakers got bounced. We won a championship with our team. Clippers have never won a goddamn thing. They never made a conference finals before. There's a black cat running around that franchise. You could change the owner. You could change the building. You could change the logo. You could change the players. Nothing is going to work for that team. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's just L.A. as a curse. I don't know what's going on there. That team's getting blown the fuck up. Because they're going to lose this series. They're not going to win against the Utah Jazz. Utah just wants it more. They're younger. They're more spry. I, lo- I love using that word. And Mike Conley wasn't even playing in game one. Yeah. And I know they only won by three. The Jazz missed 20 shots in a row. Clippers were up by what? 20 at one point? 25 at one point? Some, some outrageous number and lost by three. There's just something going on, man. Paul George turned into George Paul. He turned into Pandemic P. I mean... I know he had a couple shots with a couple minutes left to go in the game, but you're down like nine and yeah, seven. You're not down too one. Late. Yeah, it's like it doesn't mean anything when you're down fucking ten hitting shots. Yeah. And, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I got much to say about the Mavs. I don't really care about the Mavs, to be honest with you, because the Mavs aren't that big of a threat. Um, although, Pandemic Zingas, something's got to happen with him, dude. Yeah. Pandemic Porzingis has to be traded. He has to be cut because they're paying him way too much money. He's seven foot three and he averages seven and three. And that's not even a joke. I mean, his averages are not very good at all. And yeah, man, I don't know. I don't know what happened to Dallas. It, it all happened so quickly is a thing. I mean, they're up 2-0. I'm loving every second of it. Like I said, 19 in game three in Dallas. You have game four in Dallas too. You can put a stranglehold on the Clippers, go up three to one. And you lose both those games, 3-2, to two, you win in L.A., and I just, I don't know, man. I, I, game 7, I thought Clippers were going to win. At that point, I was like, yeah. Clippers are too good. They're not going to let this happen in the first round. But, yeah, man, the Clippers, <laughs> I just, no matter what they do, dude, they're just bad. It's just bad. Like, they have great regular seasons, and then they get to the playoffs. And, and you know when you go to the dentist, yeah. and they're doing x-rays, and they put that shit way in the back of your mouth, and it makes you fucking... Or like when you're brushing your teeth a little oh, too yeah. hard, like your tongue, and you start gagging. That's what the Clippers do. They brush their teeth a little too fucking hard. What are you going to do if they do win? I don't care. If they win, if they win the championship. They're not going to win the championship. What would, better than what would you do Nets. if they did, though? I'd give them props. Because if there's one person that will stop Kevin Durant... Kawhi Leonard. No. Knock it off. Last time I saw Kevin Durant go up against Kawhi Leonard, he had about 40 fucking points, it seemed like, in one quarter in Game 5 in the 2019 Finals. I just think they're the best. On a torn Achilles. They're the best matchup against the against the Nets, I think, in my opinion. Just because you have Paul George, who could play good defense on James Harden, if he's playing. Kawhi could match up with uh, KD. KD. And then... I mean, Reggie Jackson's not a terrible defender. Right. So match up on Kyrie. I mean, that's probably the team that matches up best with them. And that's a fair point. But Clippers aren't going to beat the Jazz, man. No, I, I just... I don't think so either. There's a renaissance going on in Utah. Excuse me. And... Um, screaming Edwards in the stands. Who? The fans are screaming the N-word. Really? Yeah, even, that's like been the whole thing. Why? Russell Westbrook said they, they do it all the time there. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why do the fans go after Westbrook so much? I think it's because you can get a reaction out of him easiest. That's probably what it is. Yeah, Yeah. he always gives one at least. Yeah, yeah, that's a fair point. Uh, I mean, look, dude, Clippers is what it is. I feel like I'm repeating myself at this point. Jazz are gonna win in five. Uh, Spida has looked really Mm. good, man. Donovan Mitchell might be the best player from that draft. 2017. He's right up there with Tatum. You take him over Tatum. I would. I I don't know. I just think he's a better all around player than Tatum. I think Tatum's a better scorer, but I just I, I I would take. I would take um, Mitchell. Okay. All right. I don't know yet. JT is a Celtic. 
you know how I feel about the Celtics, man. I, I don't want to pick them ever, but good for the Jazz. I got them winning them five. Clippers, you're going to have to blow it up. And I'm not going to go all in on it today because I'm honestly not in the mood and because it hasn't happened yet. I don't want to look like an ass and talk about, you know, talk shit about them. I'm waiting until they lose in the second round yet again with this team they put together with no cap room and no draft picks and Kawhi Leonard with an option to walk out the back door. which Sprints out the back door. Paul George, why would you take the extension like that? I mean, I understand money, but... You live in California, so that $240 million is $130 million right off top. I don't know, man. I just don't get it. I don't yeah. get it, man. Paul George, dude. Paul George. Paul. And he, isn't he married to a stripper? I have no idea. And I'm pretty sure his girlfriend's a stripper. A very, very beautiful girl. I'm not going to lie to you. But if I was one of Paul George's boys, I'd be like, dog. <laughs> dog. You signed this extension with the Clippers with the running mate that recruited you with an opportunity to get out the back door. You're married to a stripper. Like, I, I don't know, man. I, I get that love happens in weird ways, but, oh, dude, I don't know, man. If I was one of Paul George's boys, I'd be, I'd have a real talk with them. I'd be like, dude, what are we doing? Let's move on, dude. Is this the real conference finals right now between the Bucks and the Nets? In the East? Yeah. I don't think so. I think Philly will actually give Brooklyn a good series. Really? Yeah. Or I guess if they would if they beat Atlanta because Atlanta, I think, is just a terrible matchup for the Sixers just because they're – they're young. They like to run, and I just I don't think that plays into the strengths of the Sixers. Um, but I mean, I, I mean, I, I kind of said before that the Bucks were going to put it all together, and they did in the first round. They made Miami look like a JV basketball team in high school. Um, but I mean, Giannis just hasn't looked that good this series. Um, I, I could see them getting swept easily. Wow. Yeah. Really. I, and I just think Brooklyn's that good too. Brooklyn is good. When you got Joe Harris chipping in 18 every game, they're going to be tough to beat. Who's the better white boy, Joe Harris or Joe Ingles? Oh, Joe Harris. <laughs> Joe Ingles. You know what I hate about Joe Ingles? He moves in slow-mo, but people still can't guard him. Yeah. He'll get the ball on the wing and do the little, he's left-handed, he'll do the little fake, and, but it's so slow. And I'm like, you can't steal the ball from the guy? Yeah. And he'll just rain a three. It's it's crazy, man. I, I got no idea. Um I think this is the real conference finals. I do think the Bucks are the second best team in the East, and that's exactly why the Nets are this good. Yeah. The Nets have the super team. The NBA has turned into this, though, and we talked I've been about this, this. We talked about this back in January when the Nets got hard, and I was really disappointed, and I was kind of out of it on that episode because it was just like, what are we doing? I had Lakers Nets this whole time. Lakers are out of it, but it's a super team league. There's three or four teams that are realistically in it. The Bucks have one of those super teams, though. I'm sorry. Giannis, Middleton, and Drew Holiday, that's a super team. Drew Holiday is by far the best wing defender in basketball. That dude is incredible at defense. His effort, his tenacity, I love it. Chris Middleton, I mean, he comes up smaller than a popcorn kernel. I mean, I don't understand it, dude. I mean, Chris Middleton got all that fucking money. Also, Giannis, there's something weird with him in the playoffs, too, man. It's just yeah. like these guys are so great in the regular season when there's no pressure. And I don't even know if it's pressure that gets to Giannis. It's just game plans that get to him. Yeah. You make the wall and he can't shoot. It's yet another year of him not being able to shoot the three ball. The league's headed to a point where you got to be able to shoot threes and score 140 points a game. The Nets are the team of right now and the next couple years as far as the future goes because they have KD, Kyrie, and Harden all locked up for another two or three years. I think two years after this season. And I can see the Nets pulling off two or three in a row. I mean, seriously, yeah. I don't see any team even coming fucking close right now. I still have Nets all day long. If I was in Vegas, I'm, my chips are in the middle of the table for Brooklyn. I don't know who's going to beat them. I mean, you could even say Philly. I don't know how Philly matches up with them very well. I mean, sure, Embiid clogs the middle, but is he going to run out and guard fucking Kevin Durant on the yeah, three-point line? Yeah, going to put him in the pick and roll. Right. It's, it's going to be horrible. Joe Harris, I just, I don't know, man. Also, we're on a collision course right now to get Suns Nets. Steve Nash coaching against his mm. former his former team. Mm. That's where I think we're going with this. We'll get to that in a minute. But, yeah, man, Bucks. it's really bad. I was looking forward to game one, especially when Harden went down. I was like, oh, Bucks may be able to take you know game one on the road. And it's just like I've been at work during all these games. It's really hard to come in here and talk about this stuff because I've just been so busy. But I couldn't believe that score the other night. What, 125 yeah, to 85? That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. I know you're in Brooklyn. I think they're back in Milwaukee tomorrow. I think the Bucks get one game. I'm not going to disrespect them like that. They're a better team than I think we think. But, I mean, I had Milwaukee losing to Miami in the first round. And Miami was as tired and as out of it as any team has been all year long. Um, 
But, yeah, man, Milwaukee, I don't know what's going on. I don't even know if you can trade any of these guys because I don't think any of them are bad enough or as much of an asset to trade them as we think they are. I mean, don't get rid of Drew Holiday. You gave up, what, three fucking first-round picks for him? Yeah. That's a good pickup. I think the move is still fire Bud. And I like Bud. I just, I think there's something missing in that, in his pedigree. Because they get here every year, they have great regular seasons, but then once they get to this point, this happens every year. Even when he was the Hawks coach. Yes. 2015, they were by far and away, they're probably like one of the worst one seeds ever in the history of the NBA. They were the one seed in the East, and then LeBron's Cavs go in there and sweep them in four games. Um, And after that, they were never really the same. They lost, I think, two first rounds, and they got fired and went to Milwaukee. But... Bucks, man, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where you go from here. You should have paid Giannis. That's a good move. Like I said, they just, they have a good team. I just don't get it. I think this is the development of Giannis. You mm-hmm. have to have him start shooting jump shots. I get he's a, he's the Greek freak. I get he is a specimen when it comes to his athletic ability, but it's just not going to cut it, dude. It's not going to yeah. cut it against Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and James Harden. Whenever Harden comes back, I don't think it'll be this series. If you lose to the Nets in four games without Harden. What makes me think you're going to come back next year and have a chance against them? You know? So, I, I don't know. Even the Celtics got a game off the Nets. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to win one of these games. But I, I'm going to end it right there. Anything else on the Bucks and Nets, man? No, no, no. Let's touch on the Sixers-Hawks real quick. I haven't watched any of these games. But it's a Trey Young coming out party right now. What do you think? That's a tough series. I think I think it's going to go 6 or 7. Um, I do think Philly's going to win. I just don't think Atlanta's quite to that point yet. Um but, man, the one thing Atlanta can do is they can shoot the fucking ball. And, I mean, when you got Trey Young dropping in 35 and then you got Bogdanovich, who's had a huge playoffs. Um, John Collins. John Collins. Is, I mean, it, really, it's been his coming out party, too. Um, <laughs> they're just a really good young team. I just I think Philly's experience um, is going to be what gets them to the next round. But Ben Simmons needs to step up. Tobias Harris needs to step up. Because if they don't, they're probably going to lose. Because Embiid can't. If he scores 40 every game, it doesn't matter. Right. If Ben Simmons is scoring 12 and Tobias Harris is scoring 8. Like, that that doesn't matter. Um, they gave him a lot of money. Yes. A lot. A max contract. Yes. <sighs> but I think Philly, if they lose, is one of those teams that would probably blow it up this season. Really? You, I mean, you brought in Doc Rivers. This is kind of the, you know, we brought in a... a uh, a proven coach, and if he can't win with this roster, then we're going to have to make some changes. And B's been telling us since 2014 that he's the process. He said the process was finished in 2019 when they got Jimmy Butler and they went all the way to Game 7 and it took the most miraculous shot in the history of NBA playoffs, really, from Kawhi Leonard to beat them. That was their best team they've had since Embiid's been there in Simmons. It, it really was. And they should have kept Jimmy Butler over what? Fucking J.J. Or no, J.J. Redick left too over Tobias Harris. They should have let Tobias Harris walk. Um, the Hawks look really good, dude. Yeah. They look – I mean, they're so young. And if they make the conference finals this year, that's going to be really impressive. I don't yeah. think so. I'm with you. I got Philly in six. I think Atlanta goes and wins game four in Atlanta. I think Philly's got game three. I got Atlanta getting game four. After that, we go back to Philly for game five. They got that, and they're going to go and win it in game six in Atlanta. But shout out to the Hawks, and good for them, because Trey Young and uh, John Collins, man. Shout out to John Collins. I was really hating on him and mm-hmm. like shitting on the guy early in the year, but he's been really good. He's and my guy, Bogey. Really, ha- really happy to see Bogey in the playoffs. That was a guy the Kings couldn't trade, right? Yeah, the guy that the league kind of fucked us over on trading. I don't understand why you couldn't. No, we had a trade in place. Right, that's what I'm and saying. And it's, it's because it's two small market teams. If it was L.A. and fucking, I don't know, Miami, nothing would have happened. Who'd you guys trade him to? It would to it would have been to Milwaukee. Yeah, okay. And we would have gotten DiVincenzo in return, which would have been a huge pickup. DiVincenzo? Yeah. I like DiVincenzo. But instead, yeah. he went to the Hawks and we got nothing for him. Right. Oh man, <laughs> how do you cheer for those kids? Sometimes that that sometimes it's not their fault. That wasn't their fault. <laughs> that wasn't their fault. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, let's talk about real quick uh, your guy, your your bud, Nikola Jokic. Mm. Nikola Jokic won the MVP award yesterday. Uh, well deserved. He played well all year long. He's by far the best passing big man in the league. I love a good pass. That's why Magic's one of my favorite players ever. That's why I love LeBron so much. I love a good pass. If you can pass the ball, it doesn't have to be between anyone's legs or behind the back or any of that fancy bullshit. If it can get there and it gets there fast enough to where the guy doesn't have to think about it before he shoots it, I love that shit. What do you think about Nikola Jokic, man? MVP. I think it was well-deserved. Um, I mean, 
if Steph would have had that played like that the whole season, I think he would have won it. Um, but I mean, it's just crazy because Jokic is a, I mean, he, I don't want to say unathletic because obviously you have to be athletic to play basketball, but compared to who he's playing against and who's guarding him, he's probably pretty unathletic. Um, and it's just, it's the IQ and the, the technique. I mean, it goes to show that the little things can still take you really far in basketball. Um, and I mean, it's just crazy. I seen something yesterday that, cause he was a second round pick. I think he was 41st overall with whatever year that was. Yes. Um, and it was crazy because they announced his pick during a Taco Bell commercial. They didn't even have someone announce it on the stage cause it was on a commercial break, like in the NFL, how, you know, round six and seven, they'll just start putting picks on the bottom. And that was that was how Jokic's pick got announced, and now he's an MVP. So I mean, it's just it's cool. By far the lowest picked player in NBA history to be the MVP. And yeah, I mean, good for him, man. He's from Serbia, which mm-hmm. I didn't know, um, but it makes sense. And there's a <laughs> there's a funny meme going around about him back in like '09 with like his dad bod, like full on dad oh, yeah, bod yeah. going on. And then 2019, it was uh, Kobe telling him to be the MVP. And then 2021, it was like Kobe in like the clouds or something, like it, giving him a thumbs up or some shit like that. And he was holding his MVP trophy. It's really cool. It's really good to watch. And rest in peace, Kobe, of course. Um, but yeah, good for Nikola Jokic, man. Here's the problem, dude. We gotta. When NFL comes around, these pods are going to be a lot more cohesive. Mm-hmm. I can't watch regular season basketball anymore. I can only go off the playoffs, and I've been working every fucking night. Yeah. All day and all night. So it's just it's really tough for me to sit here and give opinions. I've watched five or six games. I enjoy the playoffs. When I watch, especially with the fans back and you hear yeah. just the noise. It's a really big difference. Dude, oh, my God, does it. Like, the Utah game was crazy. Whenever yeah. the Clippers would miss a shot or whatever, and you start hearing the urine word getting chanted. I mean, no, I'm kidding. Uh, but it really does. The, the fans help a lot. I have the bracket right here. Let's get to the bracket, man. Let's get to yeah. the shit. NBA playoff predictions. Let's start in the West. Me, personally... I had Utah beating Memphis like everyone did. I had the Clippers beating the Mavericks. We have that series now. I had Portland beating the Nuggets, and I had the Lakers beating the Suns. I was wrong about that one. I don't remember your picks were, but... I had... I don't, if you need a bracket. Yeah, let me look at the bracket. I had I had Utah. I think I took Dallas. No, I took the Clippers. Yeah, I went. so I got that one right. And then I want to say I picked Denver, but I obviously picked the Lakers. So I think the only one I missed was Phoenix and... The Lakers. Okay. And then over in the East, I had Philly over Washington like everyone did. And mm-hmm. I think I had the Knicks over the Hawks. So I got that one Yeah, wrong. I had that too. Um, I had the Heat over the <laughs> over You the were Bucks. wild for that. <laughs> I had Heat over the Bucks, and I had Brooklyn over Boston. So yeah. I got half that wrong as well. We're here now, though. So as we look at the bracket together, we got Utah and the Clippers, and we have Denver and Phoenix. Utah's up one game to nothing. Phoenix up one game to nothing. Let's start here. Who wins these series and why? Uh, I think Utah's gonna gonna beat the Clippers. Obviously, like I said be- before, I just think the Clippers are too tired, and I think they're just like you said, they're burnt toast. Um, and then I I think Phoenix is gonna run away with that series against Denver. I mean, not having Jamal Murray is just absolutely killing them. Yeah. Um, I mean, Michael Porter Jr. is gonna have to come up big. Aaron Gordon, who's been non-existent since he got traded there, is gonna have to come up big if they want to win. But even then, just I I think Phoenix is really really good. Um, so I got Utah and Phoenix and I, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna go Utah making it to the finals. Really? Yeah. Utah. Yep. That'd be interesting. First time since the Jordan days they made the finals. Yeah. I'm going to go Utah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I'm with you. I got Phoenix in five and I got Utah in five. I think the series go very quick. I think that there's still something with Jokic that I don't like. And that's, I think he gets really, and I'm a guy that I get fatigued quick. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I got dad bond. It's dad bond, white boy summer, but Denver gets really fatigued very quickly, especially their best player. You cannot have your best player have one of the worst staminas on your team. And plus, I get the elevation. I get that shit. But you play 41 games a year there. Yeah. Like, you should be used to that shit if you live there and whatnot. That's yeah. why people in the Olympics go train in Denver, Colorado, because upper elevation, you know, once you get down to the lower valley and stuff, you get a lot more air in the lungs. It's a lot easier. But point being... I just think Phoenix wants it more. I think it's Devin Booker's coming out party. I think that they have good experience with Chris Paul. Monty Williams has been all over the league. I think he's a former player as well. So I just I feel like the playoff experience with them while they're young, I think it's going to make a big difference. And Denver, they went to the conference finals last year with Jamal Murray, lost to the Lakers in five. Not having Jamal is a huge, huge thing. And you're right. Yeah. Where's Aaron Gordon been, dude? Yeah. I forgot he was even on that team. Yeah. Where the he's fuck been, has he been? He was one of the best players 
at least in the Eastern Conference, I won't say in the league, it, you know, but he was a top 20, top 25 player, I think. You know, even if he was at the bottom of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know where he's been. He's been non-existent. Utah and the Clippers, you think I'm taking the Clippers. <laughs> Do you, I mean, does anyone really think I'm taking the I got Utah in five. I, t- I take him in four, but I'm not that delusional. Clippers are going to get one of those games in L.A., but they had a really good chance to take game one, and that could have changed the whole course of the series. Because my thing with Utah is this. I think Phoenix, with their back against the wall, is really good. I don't know if Utah with their back against the wall is going to be able to respond. I like Spida. I can't, I didn't know that was his name. I'm so hung up on that. I like Spida. I like Rudy Corona. Um, who I like Joe Ingles. Who Bogdanovich. by the way, yeah. I, I mean, dude, he has one of the slowest windups I've ever seen. Dwayne Wade's part owner of the Jazz. Um, there's a lot of good things happening right now, except for the entire fan base. Um, yeah. <laughs> Which is just, how do they still, like, I just don't, I don't know, man. Chanting the N-word is just absolute. like, how, what, what do you do if you're the NBA, though? Like, how do you combat that? How do you combat 20,000 people saying that? Do you move the franchise? I mean, I just, that's the only thing you can do, I feel like. But anyway, Utah stand put. Um, my thing is, I think Phoenix is a lot grittier and tougher. I think uh, Wet Like I'm Book, I think he wants it more than anyone else. I think Chris Paul especially wants it more than anybody else, though. Utah's still young, they're still up and coming. I think it's going to be these two teams for the next couple of years in the Western Conference, though. Nothing really changes. Phoenix and Utah are going to be the top two teams. Phoenix yeah. is the one seed. Or, uh, sorry, Utah's the one seed. Phoenix is two. And I got Phoenix winning that series when they go to the next round. That would um, be a really, really good series. I, I would watch that. Yeah. I'm not watching either of these matchups because I don't want to watch the Clippers. And I just Denver's kind of boring, in my opinion. Yeah. But Jazz Suns, I'm going to look forward to that shit. Yeah. And then we got Philly and Atlanta and Milwaukee and Brooklyn. Obviously, Brooklyn's up 2-0. They're crushing the shit out of the Bucks. Let's start here, man. Who's winning that and why? Nets, they're just better. Are they sweeping them? I could see it, but I, I think it's it's going to be five. Okay, in five games. I'll give it the gentleman sweep. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Milwaukee does win game three, which I think is tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. I'll give them game three after that, dude. It's over. Yeah. It's over. If they sweep them, I won't be surprised either, but... I got Brooklyn winning that series for sure. Philly and Atlanta, we said earlier, I have Philly in six. Atlanta coming out party. It's going great. Good for them. Next year. Next year. Yeah. I think they make one more move this offseason. I don't know who it's for. I don't know what they're going to do. Maybe they get Anthony Davis and we get, like, Trey Young. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Jesus Christ. (laughs) I'd say John Collins. They ain't giving you John Collins. Not not for AD, but they'd get AD for John Collins. You don't uh, think any of these teams want Anthony Davis? I After this year, no. I don't. Man, come on now. Come on. AD's still one of the top eight players in basketball. I don't think so. There's eight players better than him? Who? LeBron. Okay. Kevin Durant. Okay. James Harden. Okay. Giannis. Steph Curry. Okay. Uh, let me look. Luka. Dame. Okay. I'm taking Mitchell over him. No, yep. no. That, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm take Tatum, Tatum over him too. No, yeah, no. I will. Is this, this this is where the hate starts. No, really this is de- this is dead. Out. Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal is not a better basketball player than Anthony Davis. Embiid. Yeah, I'm taking Embiid right now. Jokic. I'm taking Jokic. Jesus the MVP. Christ. That's like 15. That's 12. <laughs> well, same thing. <laughs> I got Philly in six. Atlanta hell of a year. And Trey Young. He's the new Reggie Miller for the Knicks. That boy loves the Garden. Yeah, and I does. like guys that go to those famous, iconic arenas like Staples, like the Garden, like the Boston Garden, and just crush those fucking teams. There's something about the Garden, man. It brings out the best in players. Because De'Aaron Fox plays insane in the Garden. You know what I like about the Garden? And I don't think it's this big, iconic thing, even though I know it's supposed to be. Because we're not from the generation of the Knicks going to the finals and having Ewing and Jordan mm-hmm. going in there and scoring 40. We're not from that era. The, the Garden's never been special to us. Whenever you watch the game, though, how loud those fans get. Oh, when yeah. they're either winning or losing. When they're yelling defense and then someone just buries a... Th- Dude, there's nothing like that shit. <laughs> it reminds me of when uh, that one time Barry Bonds hit that homer in Yankee Stadium. You ever see that highlight mm-hmm. where it hit? It's like the fucking highest deck, dude. And the crowd was just buzzing. That's New York. Yeah. That's New York. I mean, you got to – because the thing about New York is it's, it's if you make it there, you make it anywhere. But once you make it there, once you show them who you are, they got to respect that. They can hate you all they want, and they will. Yeah. But they got to respect that. But, yeah, um, Philly and six. Philly finally makes a conference finals. It, it's time. The process is – it might be over-processing time. It might be like yeah. my laptop making a ton of noise right now for some reason. I don't really know what's going on. But uh, the process has to be completed at some point. Sixers-Nets, that was my preseason pick, so I got them doing that. Let's transition a little bit, man. Let's okay. go to some NFL talk. Mm-hmm. 
Stuff I'm more familiar with this year. Yep. Julio Jones, the two-time All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler of the Atlanta Falcons, got traded to the Tennessee Titans last week. And A.J. Brown offered number 11 to him, but he didn't take it, so I don't know what number he's going to wear. He's wearing number two. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. That was very nice of A.J. Brown to do that because A.J. Brown's a good receiver himself. He didn't have to do that shit, but he recognized his greatness. Well, Julio's his idol, too. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. That that's why sense. That's why he's, he came out and said he's why I wear number 11. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, good for him. That's cool. So that's that's full circle for A.J. Brown. I'll let you go first, man. Julio to the Titans. What do you think and why? I just – I'm not – it's a good pickup, but I just don't think it makes that big of a difference for them because – Corey Davis is gone, but Corey Davis had a really good year last year. Very. I'm not gonna. I'm not comfortable coming out and saying that Julio's gonna be peaks and valleys better than Corey Davis was last year. Yeah. The same production I could I could see, but I don't think he's gonna get 400 more yards and th- four more touchdowns than Corey Davis had last year. Do I think it even changes things for Derrick Henry? Not really, because at the end of the day, Ryan Tannehill still has to throw the ball. He lost his offensive coordinator, who resurrected his career. I think that's being way, way forgotten. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't see them being as good as they were last year. They, they lost some offensive linemen the last couple years. The defense is not very good. I just, I don't think it changes life in Tennessee like everyone's making it out to be. Also, a Jags fan though. Yeah, it's the Jags time. Is any of this any? I, I don't take you for being that big of a bias fan, except when it comes to Kings Lakers. Which is fair. Um, is this anything to do with the Jags on the up and up, though? No, not at all. Because I mean, in my honest opinion, the Jaguars are still at least a year or two away from being actual division con- division winning contenders. I just, I just, the the last couple years of Julio Jones hasn't been very good, and it's not like Matt Ryan's played bad because Calvin Ridley has been insane the last couple insane. years. He wasn't the best, or uh, Julio wasn't the best receiver on that team. Is he going to be better than AJ Brown? No. Is he going to get more looks than you know him or Derrick Henry? No, he's still the third option. Where in Atlanta, he was probably the second option because Todd Gurley was not ahead of him as far as options go. Um, I just don't think he changes life that much. It's not a huge upgrade over Corey Davis. You want to hear those stats? Corey Davis last year at 65 catches for 984 yards. He averaged 15 yards a catch. That's fucking phenomenal. Yeah. His long was 75 yards, so I assume you know one play drive kind of thing. That was probably against the Jags. <laughs> with five touchdown catches. Julio Jones, 51 receptions, 14 less. 771 yards, which is 215 less. 15.1 average, same exact as Corey Davis, so that's good. But his long was only 44 yards with three touchdowns. Corey Davis had better stats all around than Julio Jones did. I still get killed for my, I'll take Debo Samuel over Julio Jones take. I'm sticking to my guns. I don't give a fuck what anyone says. No, yeah. I'm taking Debo Samuel over Julio Jones in a fantasy draft and a real draft any day of the week. I bring up Debo because I brought him up a month or two ago, or maybe like six months ago at this point, and you guys all killed me. Everyone was killing me at the old shop for fucking taking them and all that stuff. And I, I just didn't get it. I was like, I don't know if we're watching the same thing, but Julio hasn't done a goddamn thing this year. Julio used to be the best receiver in football. Julio, over the last decade, has been a top two receiver in football. It's him and DeAndre, in my opinion. Those mm-hmm. are the two best receivers of the last decade. Julio is probably number one. I'll give him. I'll even give him that. I mean, he had one of the greatest Super Bowl catches in the history of the Super Bowl, even though they lost. Um, but it doesn't change life. It, mm-hmm. it really doesn't, man. And when it first happened, I was with you. I was like, I don't understand the hype. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't understand. Because he is the third option. Derrick Henry's number one option, and he should be. He had 2,000 yards. He's, what, in his fourth year? You know what I mean? Fifth year, going into his fifth year? Maybe even sixth, but still, that's fine. Sixth year? I mean, he's still going to be a great running back. And obviously, A.J. Brown, one of the best receivers in football, going into his third season. Dude is super young, and he's a big-ass motherfucker, dude. A.J. Brown's a big receiver. He's right up there with DK. He's he's a very, very large human being. He's a large human, man. He's a large human. So... I don't know, man. It doesn't change life. I'm with you. The coach not being there, the offensive coordinator who resurrected Tannehill's career won't be there. Tannehill, I think, has picked up enough to where I don't think it's going to be dog shit. I don't want to disrespect Tannehill. I don't want to make it seem like that's what we're doing here. Tannehill's going to have a good year. He's going to be respectable. He's going to be a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He'll be a top 15 to 22 quarterback, Mm -hmm. just like he should be. But, yeah, Tennessee, are they going to go 10-6? Well, I guess 10-7 this year, which I still hate that 17-game schedule. Are they going to go 10-7, 11-6? No. I think Jacksonville's won in that division. I-, I disagree with you, actually, as a Jags fan. I think Jacksonville's won in that division all day. That's not a reverse jinx. Jacksonville is by far the best team in that division. 
if Carson Wentz doesn't go Peyton Manning-esque on us again, which I, I don't think he will personally. I know Frank Reich is the coach, but then I just don't see it happening. I think Jacksonville is by far the most talented team. I think they're ready. I think they have, what, Marvin Jones, Chark. They got fucking uh, J-Rob. They LaVisca. got ETN. They got LaVisca. I mean, that's five guys right there. That, Tim Tebow. They got t- they, that's six dudes that can make a play for a touchdown. And I have Trevor Lawrence, who is by far and away the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Like, I just don't – you know what I mean? My defense is still respectable. Is Kyle Campbell still there? No. He's in Where'd Bal- he go? He's, in Bal- he's been in Baltimore the last couple of years. Oh, okay. Who's on that defense? I know Miles Jack is. You got Miles Jack, Josh Allen. Um, they did sign a couple good uh, – like, not a well-known guys on the defensive line, but just a couple of really solid players. Um, Jahad Ward, Roy Robertson Harris. They got Malcolm Brown from the Saints, who is a absolute run stuffer, which they desperately needed. I mean, you're going up against Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry, and, <laughs> and David Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> twice, twice a year, so you need right. those run stuffers. Yes. Um, and then they go and get in the secondary. They go and get Shaq Griffin from Seattle, which was a really, really good pickup. Oh yeah, that um, is. They draft a young corner, and then they already had C.J. Henderson from last year's draft, who had a pretty good rookie year. I mean, you know, so the defense is good, but offensively they're a really tough out. Absolutely. So, also, they lost Jonah Smith. The Titans did. Yeah. Those are two big losses, man. They lost yeah. them both to New England. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I- I'm with you, dude. Tennessee, I don't know what's going to happen. Not saying Julio makes them worse, but he doesn't make them two or three wins better. He, yeah. he They're about the same. They're going to go 9-8, and 10-7, and seven, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, if they get to 10 wins, I might be a little... Because they're going to win both games against Houston, but mm-hmm. they could lose both games to Indy, and they could lose both games to Jacksonville. That's four losses right off top. I think they well, win one against Jacksonville. But. They have. I was looking at their schedule um, okay. a couple days ago. Let me pull yeah. it up. Because they have like a five-week stretch where that's like the toughest five-week stretch I've ever seen. Okay. So they start off – oh, that's preseason. Okay. So they start off against the Cardinals, which is I'll, – I'll give that a toss-up. But, I mean, it's in Tennessee, so I'll probably give Tennessee that one. Okay. Um, and then they have the Seahawks, the Colts. So that's a pretty tough three, three games right off the bat. You got Russell Wilson in the first half of the season, which is when he plays his best. Right. Um, and then you get the Jets and the Jaguars. So that's, you know, they should win probably both those games. But then you go Bills, Chiefs, Colts, Rams, Saints. <laughs> that's a that's Titans a t- might go like 7-10. and 10. I could see them winning four or five games. I mean, dude, it's, it's a really tough schedule. They play in Pittsburgh. San Francisco, Miami. I mean, it's a tough schedule. San Fran's going to be super good again this year. Yeah, it's a tough schedule. Do you want to hit on some fantasy football stuff yet again? I'm I'm really really obsessing over this fantasy football. No, I really am. I've been I've been thinking about it. (laughs) I'm going to take one player that no one else is thinking about, that no one else sees coming, that is going to I think tear up fantasy football. Is his name Timothy Tebow? No. It's not Tim fucking – no, I'm not taking Tim Tebow. That's not how he, – he'll get two or three touchdowns. He's not going to tear up fantasy football. No, I, I got a guy in the wing that – yeah. I, I've changed up my draft pick a little order, okay. you know, my draft pick order as well. I'm not taking a defense in the fourth round. Let me let me, let me me go back on this a little bit. So I'm taking running back first three picks again. I'm going receiver next three picks. Seven through ten is where it gets interesting. I don't know if I want to wait till seven to take a tight end because there's a tight end in mind that I want. Um, not name Kittle, Kelsey, Walder, or Pitts that mm. I want to pick up. I don't know if he's going to be there, but we'll see. I'm taking a quarterback in the eighth round. I'm taking a defense in the ninth round, and I'm taking a kicker last. But th- there's going to be there's going to be one pick that I don't I don't think anyone's going to see it coming, and I think he's okay. going to have a phenomenal fantasy football season. Do you want to have... give any insight? No. Okay. Fuck no. I'm not giving no insight. No, hell no. Yeah, I might give insight later on, like a day before the draft, because I don't think anyone's going to actually listen. Like. They had a dra- you know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I think everyone's going to be doing their own shit. If I say it now, it's going to give way too much time to okay. have someone prepare. And no, it's not Trevor Lawrence. Okay. Not Trevor Lawrence. I'm not going to draft Trevor Lawrence. It's not happening. Do you see uh, the Jaguars' downtown plans, what they're doing next to the stadium? Mm-hmm. They're putting like $440 million worth of, like, they're redoing a shipyard. They're putting a Four Seasons hotel. They're building, like, a brand-new practice facility. And I'm like, man, they're really giving Urban Meyer the fucking keys here. Yeah, they should. They absolutely should. That's like when I went to Levi Stadium, and there's like four Hiltons mm-hmm. that surround Levi Stadium. It's phenomenal. I'm like, they, they really did this right here in Santa Clara. Have you ever been to the Niner Stadium? I haven't, not the okay. one. But I was listening, or I was watching the Pat McAfee show because he was talking about it, and he was like, he was like, it's a really smart move by teams because you know not only is it attractive to the eye, but you also get all the money from it. You put a Four Seasons hotel right next to your stadium, you get 
room fees, travel fees, like, you know, food service, Concierge, like yeah. everything. You right. get all the money for that. Yep. And I mean, I think they're kind of capitalizing on, you know, we got Urban Meyer, we got Trevor Lawrence. Let's do this. Let's make some fucking money now. Yeah. And it, I it should. But what it also showed me is they're not going to London. Because if he was going to London, he wouldn't do that. Why would no, you put out, going to London anyway. Why would you put out $440 million if you're going to London in four years? Right. That makes no sense. Plus, he, he definitely has $440 million to spare if he wants oh, to move he's to probably London. got $440 <laughs> He owns, uh, what is it, uh, Madrid or Barcelona? FC uh, Barcelona? Let me look it up. He owns some fucking team that yeah, he's, is absolutely insane. Um, anyway, as far as Julio goes, man, who knows? We'll see. Titans, you can win 11 games. You can win five. We'll go from there. We'll see what happens come September. Let's talk about the guy, by far the most popular guy this offseason. His offseason is not done yet. He still has a whole golf tournament coming up against Brady. That's going to be on television here pretty soon. The MVP, Aaron Rodgers. He's been on Jeopardy. He got engaged. He was in Hawaii looking like a whole sunburnt dad. He looked old. He looked really old. I'm like, yeah, this dude, he, he looks like his age in Hawaii right now. Yeah. I mean, I know he's living his best life. He's His smile and his burnt face, I'm like... Aaron Rodgers don't look that good. His hair is all back and shit. I'm like, I don't know, dude. Like, I know, like, Kurt Russell and Mel, Mel Gibson stuff could pull off that slick bag. I don't know if Aaron Rodgers could pull that off. Um, anyway, he has officially started to hold out of minicamp for the Packers, the first mandatory thing that comes in the NFL offseason. What do you think, man? Any stock we should put into this at all? Is he going to be a Packer this year? What are we waiting for? My thing is I don't think he's going to play for the Packers again. He He doesn't need football. He has Jeopardy. He's, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, really, he has. <laughs> he does. He has Jeopardy. It's wild. I just, I don't think he needs football anymore. Like, he, I think he obviously loves football and wants to play, but I don't think there's that burning urge inside of him saying, "I need to play football." He's not like Tom Brady, who wants to play until he's 57 years old. Aaron Rodgers is way, you know, I just, he, he just doesn't need it, in my opinion. And I think that he knows that, and he says, you know it. Worst comes to worst, I retire. I've made how much money in my career, and I can still go host Jeopardy, which I love and I'm good at. And he'll still do State Farm commercials with Drake and Mahomes. And he, I just and think Jake. he's not going to put himself in a situation where he's going to be, I, I guess, unhappy. Yeah. Because, I mean, why would you? He's, th- he, what, 37? 37. 37. I mean, why would you put yourself in a spot where you're unhappy at this point in your career? He's already made enough money. He's got Jeopardy lined up. He's famous as fuck. He's yeah. the most famous football player besides Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Far and away. And, and Mahomes. I'll give Mahomes that credit. Yeah. So Mahomes is pretty famous. But he's on all the commercials. Yeah, he's on Jeopardy. Like, he's he's having the best offseason and the most, I think, busiest offseason he's ever had so far. Yeah. Pat McAfee show every week. Like, he's – what's weird about Rodgers is that he was so to himself until this year. It seems like once the Packers started fucking him over, this was like a whole game plan kind of thing. He was, I know he always did State Farm commercials and those play 50 times during every single game. I get that. But just because you do two commercials where you throw a tennis ball to a dog don't mean that you're the most famous guy. Yeah. But, I mean, he's done a ton of shit this offseason. He's still my favorite player, but he's still the biggest diva in football. He has been since he entered the league. He's one of the bigger divas in football history. He's up there with Dion and mm-hmm. Michael Irvin and those kind of guys. Um, Aaron Rodgers... I think he plays this year, and I think it's in Green Bay. I don't see him sitting out a year and then coming back and being able to put up another 48-5 and five, or even having a 25-2 and two kind of year. I feel like the rust will definitely start to build up if that happens. Plus, I mean, really, is he eating a lot of steak? I mean, is he drinking a lot of martinis and champagne? I mean, he's engaged. He's in Hawaii on vacation. I'm not saying the guy's not working out. I'm not saying mm-hmm. he's not doing what he's supposed to do. But maybe he's really just taking time off. And maybe, to, honestly... If he retires permanently, it wouldn't surprise me. It would, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. If either. you end your career like that, that's a great Hall of Fame case, and that's one of those big what-ifs, mm-hmm. looking back in 10, 15 years. Like, what if Aaron Rodgers played a little bit more? But I also think that loss took a lot out of him. Yeah. I think that, honestly, that was a nail in the coffin. I don't think Jordan Love getting drafted was. I don't think all the other things. I think not going for it on 4th and 8 at home in the NFC Championship, down 8 to the Buccaneers, after you already lost them and got your ass whooped earlier in the year. I think that was the nail in the coffin. I really do. I think think that single play was what did it for him. I think he was so fucking irate and pissed off. And I would have been too. I would kick in a field goal with two minutes to go with no timeouts, giving the (laughs) (laughs) at home. Like, if I don't throw the touchdown or run for it, it's on me. We lose by eight. I I don't. Why would we give the ball back to Tom Brady? I can't even wrap my head around it. So he can take three kneels. He didn't even have to run or do anything. He just took three kneel downs. 
So anyway, man, Rodgers, I, I think he's really going to be willing to sit out 2021. I really do. If I we don't so see too. him at all this year, that's fine. I don't know if he's going to get traded to Denver. None of those things have really made sense to me from the beginning. Oakland, that didn't really make a lot of sense. I thought he should have gone to San Francisco. I thought they should have went after him. And apparently they did, but they took Trey Lance, of course. And so, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see what happens with Aaron Rodgers. But as far as everything's concerned right now, I don't really see much happening. Neither side's really willing to give. And we'll see how good Jordan Love does. And that's one person we haven't really brought up in all this. Jordan Love, he might have a coming out party. He might yeah. be the guy. Or he could be dog shit and have 15 touchdowns and 20 picks and throw mm-hmm. over 2,500 yards. I mean, he could be bad. So we'll see. They still have Devontae Adams there. But also another thing, a lot of Rodgers' teammates are taking his side. I'm not saying they won't try their best for Jordan Love because I think these guys always try their best no matter mm-hmm. what at this level. But a lot of guys have his back on this. Well, did you see all their uh, receivers skipped OTAs? Really? Everyone except for the one that they drafted. So Adams, Lazard, Valdez, Scantling, they all skipped OTAs because they wanted to show that they had his back. Damn. Yeah. I did not know that. Adams is actually a free agent after this year. He already came out and said, I'm not missing anything mandatory because he came out and said, I had no money when I was growing up, so why would I, you know, put myself in a position to lose 100 grand? Right. Which is fair. So that makes sense because Devontae said something at the – Mini camp, but that yeah. it's mandatory, so that makes sense. And, yeah. and you start getting docked pay. Well, that, and that was the big thing with Rodgers. A hundred grand is nothing, to Aaron Rodgers. A <laughs> hundred grand is dinner, to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, that's a bo- <laughs> the bottle of eighteen forty-two. Yeah, <laughs> eighteen. Rodgers does love his liquor. He's always drinking some. Uh, people say it's water. He's drinking liquor on Pat McAfee. Oh yeah, he's a big smoker. I think he loves smoking his weed. I I, I just I don't know, man. And plus, like I said, he still has that Brady golf tournament thing coming up with the. Uh, Jordan Spieth or whatever, and Phil Mickelson, I think it's Jordan. That'll or, be interesting to watch. Some some fucking golfer. I got yeah. it. It's probably not Jordan Spieth, but whatever. Um, because I like the one last year during quarantine where they had, like, Barkley announcing and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and it was Brady and Mickelson versus uh, Peyton Manning and Woods. Yeah. Tiger Woods. So that was really fun to watch last year when there was nothing going on. I actually really did enjoy that. So we'll see what happens. Um, hour six, man. We always get a little bit over an hour. Anything else you want to say? Oh, one last thing. We'll get final finals picks. Oh, okay. The NBA. Who's making the finals and why? We'll pick winners later, but who's making the finals? Nets Jazz. Nets Jazz. Okay, yep. I got Suns Nets. I'm going Suns. I think Suns beat the Jazz. We'll get into how many games and stuff next week when all these things are over with. But I got Suns Nets for now. So Suns Nets, we'll see what happens. I think the Suns make their first finals since uh, Barkley, the Barkley days, 1993, when he won the MVP. And the Nets will make their first finals since the Lakers swept them in 2002. Mm. So it'll, it'll 2002, be 2002, did you say? 2002? What happened? That year hurts. Why? That's the year uh, the Kings were supposed to the, – the year that the Kings got screwed over in the, against the Lakers in the Western Conference Oh, it was the year that Kobe went off on them in game six and seven? Dude, and don't do that. What? Check out like 46 and fucking 15. C-Web couldn't do nothing with that. I'm telling you right now, C-Web was not going to do nothing with that. Tim Donaghy, man. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I mean, he did get like federally arrested and shit. You can't deny that. That's all I got to say. Yeah, that's fair. Anything else? Oh, uh, I did want to say – um Okay. Congrats to uh, Brandon Crawford. Broke the G- Giants franchise all-time uh, record for most games played at shortstop. And, I mean, any, oh, wow. anytime you can play almost 1,300 games in your career, that's a pretty fucking good career. So, Brandon Crawford's been in the league that long? He Last night was, like, I think 1,236, I think. Something before the end of this year, he'll get to 1,300, assuming he stays healthy. Okay. Um, but, yeah, long career, and, I mean, shit, that's a – Huge, huge win for a career because now you get your name in that record book. Because I mean, the Giants have been around forever since they were in Brooklyn. Yeah, so or, right was it Brooklyn? New York, New York, yeah. New York Giants. Yeah, <laughs> just a cool, cool little uh, tidbit from yesterday. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah, and there's a lot of legendary. Obviously, Willie. Obviously, fucking Barry. Obviously, Bumgarner. I mean, there's a lot of mm-hmm. yeah, Posey. There's a lot of legends in that. I'm sure I'm missing a ton. But yeah, there's a lot of legends on that franchise for sure. Yeah, good for Brandon Crawford. Shout out to him. Um, anything else you want to say? Anything else to, to talk about? It's a white boy summer, man. I'm going to go to work and enjoy my white boy summer. Yep, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> if you guys have made it this far, thank you for listening. We'll be back here pretty soon, hopefully. And we will see you later. Have a good day.